Welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast where the pastors from Easter get together and talk about what's coming up in worship this week. I'm Pastor Steve, and I'm here with... I'm Pastor Megan. And I'm Pastor Brandon. Oh, yes, we are. And this week, we're coming up on the third week of Advent. And originally, we had scheduled to preach about Isaiah 55 in our series called Rebuilding Hope. But things changed, and we have a very special thing coming up for you in worship called the Pop-Up Nativity. If you're listening to this in real time on December 12th, come to worship. It's going to be awesome. You can watch it online, too. We've got a, a digital-friendly oh, yeah. version online, but I, I you know... I don't want to, I mean, no spoiler alert. We're not going to spoil anything, but I think it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be fun. In person will be quite a different experience than online, but both are (laughs) awesome. But we're not going to talk about that. We wanted to keep in line with our Rebuilding Hope series because uh, we want to save Christmas for Christmas time here on the podcast. So what we thought we'd do is take an opportunity to uh, just introduce you to our tool that we have every single week here at Easter Lutheran Church called the Grow Guide. Now, the Grow Guide is just a simple document that is designed to help individuals and primarily small groups to have conversations around the scripture each week. And it's a great way to get you prepped for what's coming up in worship and to dig into the text. And so we thought, this would be an opportunity for us to kind of model for you how the Grow Guide works. So I'm going to pretend that I am the small group facilitator for this small group of pastors, and we're going to just work through the Grow Guide. Now, you can find the Grow Guide right on the homepage of easter.org. Scroll to the bottom and you'll see a big button that says Grow Guide. Just click on that. The most recent one is there. It's a PDF. You can download it. You can also find it on Easter Connect. If you are a member of Easter Connect, you can log in there and go to Topics and find Grow Guide. All right, so here is what we're going to do. It starts with some connecting questions just to kind of get your mind framed around. So, Pastor Megan, Pastor Brandon, Mm -hmm. have you ever been to an open market where vendors are selling things and calling out to get your attention? And what was that like for you? Mm, Like Costco on a Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure, go with that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, um, Tanzania, the, the vendors are everywhere. And they'll, uh, if you stop, which people usually don't stop at intersections, um, which is very dangerous. But as soon as you stop, there's about 20 people that swarm your vehicle with uh, tomatoes, whatever the, the produce of the day is. And they're trying to get their hand in your window and get your money in their pocket. And it's very exciting and terrifying. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> I remember when I was uh, 18, I got on a plane for the first time. Uh, remember, I grew up in very small town, uh, Minnesota, so planes were not a thing I, I needed much mm-hmm. of. Um, but that plane took me to Israel. And so I spent, I, well, I mean, I planned it. It didn't just randomly wow, take me there. but like, that that's was, a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I just landed <laughs> in a foreign country. It was fine. Um, but there were, uh, you know, lots of open markets there in the old city. And it was my first time in a different country. And it was first my first time in a distinctly different culture. And so to be in an open market where you couldn't even look at a thing before somebody came up next to you and said, you like it? Yeah, it's real nice. How much? You know, <laughs> it was it was just an assault on the senses. But once you got the hang of it, it was actually kind of 
thrilling, yeah, right? Kind of cool. fun to see mm-hmm. what was out there. and These voices calling out Right, to you and, and these have, different yeah, interactions and you. questions. Yeah, and cool. Yeah, yeah. And the smells, Excellent. too. The smells. the smells. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's the first question. The mm. second question is, how would you describe your ideal landscape? This feels a little bit like the the question from Miss Congeniality. You know, what is your ideal date? Oh, yeah. wait a minute, hold on. Her uh, her pageant her pageant is showing. <laughs> Miss Minnesota. You can take is the girl out of Miss Minnesota. Um, so ideal landscape. This is a this is a point of contention with me and my husband, who does not listen to the podcast. So I feel really cool calling him out um, because I I really do love desert landscapes i love that vegas baby right i love that rugged beauty the red Mm. the the colors especially if you've got a nice bright blue sky over it i just think that's that's gorgeous i would be remiss if i didn't say as a minnesota girl that lakes and trees are of course lovely but there's just i think maybe Mm. it's because it's so unlike what i grew up with that kind of desert scape Mm. is just really lovely yeah about you pastor brandon well you know i have to say i'm conflicted (laughs) because i i i love the the rural landscape, mm. the, the rolling hills for pastures, the plains area for fields. Um, but at the same time, I also really love mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have yet to discover a place that has both. Oh, yeah. Side by Denver. side. You know? Yeah. yeah. Close. Yeah. Close. I mean, like, you know, yeah. Within a bit of a drive. 20 minutes of right. each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So for those of you listening, a little aside commentary on what the Grow Guide is designed to do. These opening questions just kind of get you talking and kind of and just get you in a safe way to have conversation, but we'll start focusing you toward what the text is about. So the next section is called context. And mm-hmm. so Pastor Brandon, would you just read what's written there in the yes. Grow Guide? Yes, everybody. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen. What are you doing? Was, no, am I supposed to sing along? <laughs> That is not in the grow guide. Right. I'm not sure what's happening right. right now. Most people haven't invited me to be in their small group, I guess. <laughs> Here's our context for the week. I think my small group would start with singing because <laughs> um, that's one of my talents. So this, We are in our third week of Rebuilding Hope. That's our worship series, Rebuilding Hope. We come to the prophet Isaiah. Like all prophets, Isaiah speaks truth to power in grandiose poetic language and imagery. Isaiah is different from other prophets, however, because he's not one man. The man named Isaiah lived in Jerusalem during the invasion of the Assyrian army and predicted the fall of Jerusalem to Babylon. He painted images of destruction and future hope for the people of Jerusalem. He wrote chapters 1 through 39. His disciples wrote the rest of the book in his voice a century later, after the people had endured the exile and were returning to Jerusalem. So chapter 55, which is our text for this week, marks the end of a section that talks about how the coming Messiah will be a suffering servant, give his life for the people, and establish a new kingdom, chapters 49 through 55. It is a beautiful poem that paints a picture of God's vision for a preferred and promised future. Thanks, Pastor Brandon. You bet. So now we have uh, four questions that help us actually read the text with purpose. So, Pastor Megan, would you read verses 1 through 5? I would love to. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come, buy, and eat. 
Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Excellent. So that's the first part Mm -hmm. of our chapter. And the question is, How would you describe the voice of the speaker in this passage? What is the speaker calling the reader to do? Well, it's interesting that we started with that question about the the market, right? Because there is this sense that you are enticing and selling and and showing someone, look, 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 look what's available to you. You, Look what could be yours. Why do you waste your time and your money and yourself on stuff that doesn't actually satisfy you uh come and and not just come to the market i mean it's it's come to god right come Mm -hmm. to this this faithfulness come to this true this trust and understanding um it's really enticing yeah well it's a a beautiful invitation i think Mm. of you know annually egan is kind of known for their annual food truck festival and one of the barriers if you've ever eaten at a food truck or 20 at a time is it costs money Mm. Feels a little so, bit like the Minnesota State Fair, a, yeah, so a I, thing of which I oh, am very fond. Yeah. You, you know, I just have this vision in the beginning of showing up to a food truck festival where everything's free. Mm. Mm. And so literally everyone's welcome Yeah, because uh, you don't need to have money to participate yeah. in and how exciting that would be and how I'd probably spend, you know, the rest of my life there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. All right, let's read verse six and seven. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So what types of people are contrasted in these verses? Well, I always get... uh, curious when when people are directly referred to as wicked <laughs> like at the top of verse seven let the wicked forsake their way it's a great Ooh, soundtrack yeah right <laughs> um yeah i mean so there's this this um seek the lord while he found this this sense that you know who god is and you should be listening and watching for him and so it's curious to me that it is paired right next to this the, the wicked and the unrighteous, like let them return to God. Let them listen and follow too. That's that's curious to me. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious too I'm, and interested. So I think if my context and history is correct, this is kind of for the, the Israelites are coming back to Jerusalem from exile in Babylon, where there may be kind of ruins all around them. Mm-hmm. And and it may not feel like an open-air market where everything's free and the street vendors have yet to rebuild their carts and offer things for free. So it's almost like a, not just returning to Jerusalem, but this whole moment of returning to God mm-hmm. is, you know, if, if we've spent some time 
you know, over this past 70 years away from Jerusalem, perhaps we've also spent that time away from God. Yeah. Well, especially when you think about the way that the people at that time would have thought about God's presence among them as as being just so directly tied to the temple, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you want to go find God, you show up at the temple because that's where God promised to be. And and to make matters worse now, the temple's gone. I mean, the, the temple's been destroyed mm. uh, ahead of the exile as well. So seek the Lord while he may be found. Well, where? Like, where mm. am I supposed to go? Like, the, <laughs> the temple's gone. And so it's this this powerful invitation that mm. you you can come back and trust that God will be there too. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I would add the addendum mm. that God's been there all <laughs> along yeah. and not just hanging out at the empty temple, but with you even yeah. in exile. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but yeah, the people- Refer back to last week's podcast. Exactly, right? <laughs> right? But but the people would, not, would maybe not have thought of it like that, yeah. right? So that invitation yeah. to seek the Lord while he may be found is a really profound one. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, this next question, this next section, I'm going to read the question before you listen to the text so you can listen with this lens on. List all the ways that God and creation are described in these verses. Verses 8 through 11. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. That's verse 11. How long do you want me to read? Yep. That just to 11? Yep. Perfect. Pastor Brandon, list a couple things. How is God and or creation described? Sure. Well, God is uh, described as not like us. Um, (laughs) That the, the things we understand and don't understand, you know, that in short, we may never understand God's ways. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of unsettling, but also purposeful. Yeah. I'm going to stop us there. For the sake of time, we're going to go through to the last section. Ah. Because um, there's two more verses. How is the world described in these verses? Mm. Verse 11, uh, 12 and 13. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So, Pastor Megan, how is the world described here? Well, I'm thinking about how a someone returning from exile might be thinking about what they're coming back to. And they, they're probably thinking about a world that has a lot more briars and thorns, right? They're thinking of ruins and destruction. And so this, this invitation that the, the, the world itself welcomes them back and with things that are, are glorious and beautiful and, and just simple and natural, you know, that there's, there's always been mountains and hills in, in the land from which they were exiled, but they're coming back and those mountains welcome them, like creation itself welcomes them. And it's not just thorns and briars. There's also cypress and myrtle and, and growth has continued, life has continued, and it welcomes them back. 
um, there's such invitation in that. And I think hope too, that, that, that life continues, right? That things continue to mm-hmm. grow and the seasons mm-hmm. continue on. And there's some, there's some promise in that yeah, really. That's cool. And then so the last part of this question says, think about how much pain and suffering the Israelites had experienced mm-hmm. in the past century during the invasion and exile. How might these words have impacted them, Pastor Brandon? Hmm. Well, I think I'd be filled with hope to know that there's going to be a day, a day where I go out in joy yeah. Yeah. and I'm yeah. led back in peace. Yeah. It's very different to be led back in peace versus led out in ruins mm. yeah. and destruction. With the with the iron rod that we yeah. read about last week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tramping boots. and yeah. yeah, very cool. All right, so those questions are designed to get the group looking at the text purposefully. And then there's one last section to the Grow Guide called Taking It Home. And these questions are designed to help us think about applying. Or So here's the first question. What parts of the world might need to read this vision of God's preferred and promised future today. Describe the pain they currently feel and how this vision might bring hope. I think a, a real natural reaction to that is to, to think about anyone who lives as a refugee mm-hmm. who has been forced out of their homeland for any any number of awful reasons, whether they're a political refugee, uh, whether they're a climate refugee, whatever it is that has forced them to leave their home and go looking for someplace mm-hmm. else just to survive. Uh, that reminder that that there is still a home for them and that there is still a place that they get to go to, whether it's their new home or whether they go back home. Gosh, just the idea that there could be someplace that welcomes them is, I yeah. think, really powerful. The refugee. Mm-hmm. Pastor Brandon, mm-hmm. can you think of another people group? Yeah, well, and I, I think it'd be a group that wouldn't be led home but would be led to a new home. Like Pastor Megan is saying, I think of uh, families who are uh, struggling with uh, abuse, mm. um, uh, you know, domestic violence, or even families who are uh, affected by addiction, mm. that sometimes God God creates a new home away from uh, our old mm. home, a place where we're safe and where we can experience mm. peace, yeah. Yeah, too. That's, that's good. So this, this next question, I'm not going to ask you to answer it, but I'm going to invite the listener <laughs> and you two and me. You're going to ask pastors not to talk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's going to be hard. <laughs> but the question is this. Think about your own life. In what ways do you have dark, desolate places that need to hear, quote, you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace, unquote, today? Mm. So listeners, if you're walking on the treadmill or driving your car, think about that question. And here's the final question of the Grow Guide. How does this text help us rebuild hope? Any final thoughts, Pastor Brandon, Megan? I Mostly just that this is such a hopeful passage, especially to people in a time for which there was very little hope. I think it is always comforting to me to know that God's people have been through some stuff before, right? And that mm-hmm. the promise isn't that we will never struggle we will never be in difficult times and places but that god's promise persists and mm-hmm. and comes with us into those difficult times and yeah. places no matter how long they take yeah. and leads us back in peace and we who yeah go ahead pastor oh Ryan. i was just thinking uh, i i love the the title rebuilding hope because you know advent 
we, we often say is a time of waiting and wondering and waiting and hope, but it's not an idle waiting mm, mm-hmm. um, because while we wait, we also have a role in building hope. And so we are, as Christians, signs of hope in the world for other people too. Yeah, so good. And as we sit here in our advent of pandemic, uh, we need this word of hope too, don't we? We will be led back in yeah. peace. The day will come. Yeah. The day will come, my friends. So, dear listener, uh, that was a Grow Guide experience. And you, too, can do that every single week to augment your podcast experience, your worship experience, connect with friends. Uh, we invite you to do that. So thank you, both of you, my colleagues, for uh, <laughs> playing along. It's and great. And for the listener to... Join us here on the Carry On Cast, which is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Mm